You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome. Back to Legends Live, as presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association, the home of all our NBA and WBA legends. I'd like to remind viewers, you can submit questions during the show that we will answer before we wrap up. Uh, but without any further ado, I'd like to get to today's guest. We have former St. John Red Storm, former Vancouver Grizzly, and Minnesota Timberwolf, and current NBA Cares ambassador. We got Felipe Lopez with us. Felipe, thank you. Yeah, there he is. Thank you for joining us, man. Yeah, I give my, myself my own clap, man. You know? you should. Thank you for joining us, man. Hey, thank you, Thrill, for having me out here. It's, it's a pleasure to be in the show. Obviously, you know, um, to be part of a legend uh, as a former NBA player, uh, it's just always an honor just to be part of everything that they, they do. Uh, and, you know, I'm just a continued uh, product of, of what I was able to learn from so many uh, former pros that are still giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to be part of this show. Definitely, definitely. We'll uh, we'll get to you're doing some great work uh, around the world. Really, we'll get to that in a minute. First thing, I just like to ask people, how are you? How like how are things going for you? How are you feeling today? I'm doing well, man. I, I'm taking care of myself. I'm back home in Dominican Republic. Uh, you know, I you know have a home up in the hills. So hmm. you know, my 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 my, first, my my closest neighbor is like about two minutes away. So you know, <laughs> I, I actually just enjoy the fresh environment, the organic uh, you know product that we actually have here. Uh, I went back to visit my mom in New York City, and, you know, it was just an ordeal. Every single day, it was yeah. an ordeal. Yeah. You know, having to try to, you know, not be too close to people and not understanding how everything is worked over here, over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least here in, in, in Dominican Republic, we have curfew. So, like, right now, I'm home because by 5 p.m., everyone have to be home. You know, and then yeah. uh, on the weekends, at 12 noon, everyone has to be home. Um, well, so far here at work, you know, um, it's a little bit tough, but you know, we're doing it for the well-being of everyone. So, you know, Definitely. it's, un- it's understood. Definitely. I, I want to talk about something you posted uh, to your Instagram yesterday. Now, yesterday we saw the inauguration and yesterday you posted a picture of yourself with both, uh, president Obama and now president Biden. So what, what do you yeah. remember about that experience? Well, it, it was a great experience. First of all, um, and I have to give a, a, a great shout out to, you know, to, to my to my workers, to my to my partners at the NBA, NBA Cares, uh, because, you know, the work that we were able to do within the Obama administration was for me, was a pleasure to be part of it. You know, I was a mentor. I was a mentoring in one of the biggest programs that we have, which was uh, my brother's keeper. My brother's mm-hmm. keeper was a program that helped raise over a hundred thousand uh, professionals that eventually they were partnered up with uh, youth in the inner cities. Uh, and I thought that was a great initiative. It, it was a great program that the NBA was was really, uh, you know, uh, they, they put all the force behind it. The, the players were really supportive. The team were supportive. Uh, 
you know, the whole NBA uh, employees, they, they were part of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to go to the White House three times. I met with Barack Obama. I met with the, with the vice president back then. And during one of those visits, that's when I was able to take uh, that photo. What, so what, so you've been to the White House three times? So you, you're pretty much a, a veteran there. What do you, what's your favorite thing about going to the White House? Well, you, one of my favorite things about going to the White House was giving an opportunity to 25 youth from the South Bronx to be mm. part of a round table. Uh, I was given the opportunity to bring this 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 youth uh, and just just talk about the problem, talk about you know everything that happened in our community. Mm. And for me, it was a uh, it was really uh, emotional because as an immigrant from the Dominican Republic, to be able to be at the White House to meet with the with the president back then, but also to give an opportunity to so many young Americans that would yeah. never thought of going to a White House or even yeah. being part of anything I said around. a dream that. Yeah, to me, it was a dream, just a, a dream of mine, but most important, trying to continue to push their dream forward and let them know that anything that they can dream, they can actually achieve it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was one of the biggest things for me going into the White House. Now, as I mentioned, you're an uh, NBA Cares ambassador. How long have you been involved with it? Uh, over... Over ten years, I've, okay. I've been doing it for quite some time. I wanted to say that I've been I've been doing this type of work since I started playing in the NBA. As a mm-hmm. as a as a player, I was really involved in the community. So it was it was a very easy transition after I retired from the NBA for me to be part of the team that was, I was already doing work for. Right. You know, so right. you know how sometimes a lot of players they they want to set up their post career after they play. Yeah. My career, I was working in my career while I was playing. So it was very easy for me to leave the game and continue to do this, the, the, the great work that the NBA cares have been doing throughout years before mm-hmm. I even got there. You know, I had two of the best individuals, two of the best ambassadors that had taken me on the day win, Bob Lanier, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, Dikembe Mutombo, Hall of two Famer. Legends. Two legends. You know, Ruth Riley. Hall of Famer, you know, so they had taken me on the day win as one of the youngest guys. And, you know, I really have followed their step and I have stepped out of my own to do, you know, a lot of the things that I do within the, the Caribbean because the way, you know, because I'm, you know, I speak Spanish. So mm. I'm able to translate to, to some other countries as well. Mm. I think we uh, talked with Bridget and Julio back. I think we've got a couple pictures uh, I'll talk through them a little bit, and then we'll give you a chance to speak on them. Here we've got it's like a basketball gym. I see tons, yeah. tons of boxes. Looks like they're they're getting things filled up. Looks like you're gathering the crew here. Everybody's got on masks, which we we love to see. You're trying to stay safe during these times. Looks like we're loading up the pallets, trying to get the boxes either in or out of yeah. the gym. Uh, so so if you could just tell us, yeah, what what the what was going on there? So for the past four years. Uh, it, it started with the family. We started uh, doing a, a Christmas dinner for mm. for the community, um, and and thanks to to the to the great um, documentary uh, that actually came out on ESPN, mm. uh, which was called uh, the Dominican Dream. Uh, a lot of people was able to cut, cut an understanding of what I was doing, right, uh, and. I started getting a lot more help through some of the initiatives that I started doing in the Dominican Republic. 
And, you know, that what you saw was uh, my team feeding over a thousand family, not feeding because this year was different. This year we had to, you know, come up with the idea of, of, of making boxes mm -hmm. or dry food with all the essentials that they needed for Christmas. Right. And then we actually just handed over to them and they just kept on going. Mm. Because usually what we have, we have the whole community sitting together. We right. have the, the food prepared. We have everything. So because of the pandemic, you know, we had to improvise and, and do something different. But I really liked it. I really liked the idea of preparing a box because of the product that we gave them was not just for that night. You mm. know, the product actually was good enough for like about a week, 10 days. So we was able to feed family, not just for Christmas, but after Christmas. Right. So well, after Christmas, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and so that was, that was, it's something of a blessing for me to be able to do that because that mm -hmm. only, not only bring people together, but it also bring all the, all the folks that really have an initiative within their heart to give, but they don't know how to. So right. now they become part of something that is just greater or just myself giving out food, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's, that's kind of like, working for our community and, and giving people that are needing, you know, that little push that sometimes we pray every day that we, we try to find the answers. And even though it's, it's something of a small gesture, but I really feel that it, it goes a long way because you never know Absolutely. the type of need that people have, you know? Absolutely. I saw yeah. uh, again on your Instagram, you're partnering with a uh, heavenly productions foundations. What type of, can you tell me about that? Well, the Heavenly Foundation, this is uh, Dr. Kathy Ailey. She, uh, she's a doctor, and she has been doing such an amazing work within the, uh, within the Children's Hospital uh, up in New York. And uh, they, 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 they really just outreach. They are really they, they out there like just trying to help as many other uh, nonprofits as possible. Uh, so aside from the, from the Christmas dinner, uh, we also give give back to the to schools backpacks and mm -hmm. all the essentials and she's the one that actually helps me uh to be able to do that also um because she deals with a lot of kids we also do a lot of uh, toy drive so okay. she's the one that actually produces and gives me a lot of the toys that i'm able to bring down to the dominican republic and give out to a lot of the youth Got you. So, yeah, definitely shout out to them. Heavenly Productions Foundation. I, I did see that. It looked like you were boxing up a, a bunch of toys. So I know yes. that hundreds, if not thousands of kids were, were definitely happy to, to see you all show up. Yeah, saying I still got toys. I, I You know, I, I have so much uh, toys that sometimes I don't give them all out. I mm. like to keep a little bit because sometimes you go to different places, different events. You never the kid know. Will receive a toy at any day of the year, you know. Good. So it doesn't have to be in a specific day. So, you know, I'm really grateful to have been able to partner with her because for the past three years we've been doing, we have been able to do and put so many smiling faces to kids, but mm -hmm. also giving the essential of education, which is a backpack, you know, notebook, pencil, erasers, sharp, all that, all that stuff is it, things that we take for granted a lot of time. Mm -hmm. But when I give it out. Here in the Dominican Republic, it goes a long way. Definitely. Uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, I mentioned you were former Vancouver Grizzly. Now, just last week, we talked to one of your former Grizzly teammates. We had Cherokee Parks. 
Oh yeah. Cool. Tell me something about Cherokee that, that that we don't know. Something that he might not tell us. What's what's something about Cherokee? Well, first of all, how how was he dressed? He had the the tie and everything. No, he <laughs> he surprised. He had on the sweatsuit. He had the uh, had a low haircut. He didn't have the all the hair on his head like he used to. Had the okay, so out, of course. Yeah. So that's a difference. That's a huge difference. <laughs> Because Cherokee was a was a he was a wild horse, man. Now, he was a wild one, man. You know, but he always had a good he always had a great spirit, though. Yeah. You know, he saw, you know he was a he, we always used to hang out. He always like you know his spirit was always positive. He was like you know that that vibe that L.A. kind of vibe. Yeah. You know, now, you know to see him now working within the NBA, you know, office is mm-hmm. he goes from like to tell you how much education he's able to bring forth to you. You know, he graduated from Duke. You know, he played basketball. You know, he, he did everything as a player that you're supposed to. But now he's back into his, you know, into his, his core, yeah. which is giving back, educating, you know, through his experience, working within the youth, working in the NBA office. And, you know, I, I mean, it's just great to see how, you know, when you keep yourself grounded, mm-hmm. you go for a circle, and you continue to do the same thing that all the people was able to do for you. Yeah. Now let me ask. Uh, they moved the team, of course, but it's been talk about expansion, about maybe getting the team back there. What do you remember about Vancouver, just as a basketball city? What comes to mind for you there? It, it's a great city, man. I still love it. I still go back to Vancouver. I still got a lot of great friends there. I think. I think the support system that people really wanted it. You know, for yeah. the team to 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 be there to stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I guess from the business part of it, you know, that's that's another topic. But I, I, I'm I'm speaking from a player perspective. I really mm-hmm. felt the love of the people really want to engage into it. We can understand that, you know, it is a it's more of a hockey city, yeah. but they really try to embrace the basketball culture because of what the excitement that the NBA brings to whatever city is at. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was unfortunate that you know they lost the franchise. Even though they've been doing really well in Memphis, you know, but you know the way Toronto, you know, few years back, two years ago, just won the chip, and you saw how it it changed the whole country. Um, I'm only hoping that you know they might be able to have an opportunity to bring another franchise back to Vancouver. Hmm. Now, Mitch, with the you know the moving to Memphis, do they have the best jerseys in the league? Because you all had some some pretty good jerseys, the the old Vancouver uh, Grizzly hey. one. Those are, those are some really hard throwback, man. Yeah. The jerseys, man. It's funny because I just found, I'm home and I had like a whole bunch of stuff. I just found the shorts, my shorts. I have them over there yeah. from the Vancouver Grizzlies. That's the only thing that I own for my NBA years because everything else, either my father took it for me, my brothers had them, my sisters, my neighbors, my best friends. Everyone has everything from me except me. So I just found the shorts. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, you got to keep those. Huh? You got to keep no. those for yourself, man. Yeah, I'm like, I finally had something from the NBA so I can tell people that I actually play in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> now, your rookie year, you came to the league, it was the lockout year, right? That was the first yeah. year of the lockout. The league played, I think it was 50 games. So what, 50 what, do you, games. Yeah, what do you remember about that? Just like coming fresh into the league, shortened season, bam, you got to play. It man, it was exciting, you know, just to be part of an NBA team and playing in the NBA. Obviously, that's a dream of every NBA player. Mm-hmm. For me, it was really special because 
you know, being, you know, the first Dominican to be drafted in the first round in 98 was really something special, something that I've never done before. And um, I was really looking forward to it. The only thing that it really kind of threw me off, we didn't have no all-star game. We had no yeah. rookie game. We had none of that. Yeah. So, you know, that gave you a little bit of a boost. You know, when you're yeah. able, you know, as a rookie, you play the rookie game. Yeah. You know, you might just compete in the slam dunk contest or something like that. It gives you a little bit more of a boost. But, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to have that. The same team that drafted me, San Antonio, they actually won that year. Mm. So they're like, ah, well, I'm in the NBA still. So oh, absolutely, yeah. Now, do you still uh, keep up with the game? You still watch the the games on now? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, uh, I I love the way the direction that the that the game is going. I always say that the NBA is the most innovative sport in the whole world. Mm. You know, we always doing something that other teams, other sports had to catch up and, and end up doing the way we do it. Right. You know, and I have seen it because my work, you know, the, the places that I'm able to go, the, 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 the initiatives that we have been able to do, like one of my favorite initiatives was going into uh, Rikers Islands in New York City. Mm -hmm. And we're working with, um, with the youth and we we started just as a as a plan like like let's just go there and see what we can bring out of this. We started going there, then eventually we started partnering up with other academies and other initiatives that work with you know juveniles in in jails. So we started just not just teaching the kids, but giving them the opportunity that once they left that scene, mm -hmm. they were able to you know be placed in different places around the city that they can continue with their growth, not just with the education, but also to try to provide them with jobs right. and they can start fitting into a different type of atmosphere that where they came from. Right. You know, to me, that's, that's something that I don't know how many other sports I'm actually doing, but the fact that, you know, we actually every year are innovating on things. We, you know, NBA is the league where your players have the most voice. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you talk about LeBron James and, mm -hmm. you know, you talk about Chris Paul or, or Carmelo Anthony and, you know, D. Wade and some of those guys that they have been spoken about certain situations that sometimes you'll be like, okay, you know, but you have to listen to them because they are part of a system. They are part of our society. And, you know, the NBA, through NBA Voices, provide players with those type of opportunity for them to become leaders, not just on and off the court, not just in the sports side, but from mm -hmm. a social perspective. Definitely. And do you think it's like you were in the league, David Stern was commissioner. Now Adam Silver is commissioner. Do you think it's been like similar in terms of like guys being allowed to express themselves, being encouraged to express themselves in different ways? Well, you know, like even with the game, the game has been so innovative, you yeah. know, like, you 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 didn't have a, a Giannis, you know. You have Magic Johnson. Right. You didn't have a Giannis. Right. You know, doing what you know what he's doing. Like you know, you didn't have so many big guys stepping off the block and shooting three. Three. Brook yep. Lopez had to innovate his game. Now he just all he does is shoot threes. <laughs> you know. So you have more of a big man dominant in the block. Now you have just players. Yeah. You know, you have guys that just play ball. Like, you know, like 
look at the thing that Steph Curry is able to do. You know, like James Harden, like mm -hmm. KD, then you know, so many other look look at what um from Portland. He's shooting from half court. Uh, Damian Lillard, yep. Damian. Damian shooting from half court. Like, you know what I mean? And when you talk you about it starting the NBA, the NBA started with no three-point line. So there was nobody shooting beyond 15 foot. <laughs> you For know, years. so now, so I'm going back to your question. So I think David Stern did the best job any commissioner can do as far as bringing the game and putting it into the light line. Hmm. Uh, what uh, Adam Silver has been able to do is bring the game to a more broad audience. You know, China, you know, it's Africa, more global. Yep. you know, more global. You, now the game is growing within the European. You have more European players, you know, not just playing, but dominating the game. So that means your fan base a lot bigger than hmm. just, you know, what we actually have back, you know, in the days of the Barclays and, and, and those guys, you know? Right. Definitely. You mentioned, uh, you know, Harden, Durant. You went to St. John's up in New York. So I got to ask, what are your thoughts on the, on the Nets' new team, their new look team? Just got Kyrie Irving back it's last it. night. Man, it's, it's a love and hate situation there, man. Yeah? <laughs> Why is it's that? Because I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> Still? Man, you when you're a Knicks fan, but when you're a Knicks fan, man, you you don't you don't change colors, man. Like you just stay a Knicks fan. You you, you take your you take your whipping, man. <laughs> we might cheer. I'm I, I'm saying loving hate. I, I I will cheer for Brooklyn because right. they still in New York, you know. But yeah, I, I really wanted all the firepower to be in New York City, man, to be with the Knicks. But you know, I think it's a great I think it's a great uh, addition because it brings a lot of excitement to a city that needs it. Yeah. You know, it's like the Mets and, and Yankees, you know, you know, okay, if the Mets win, the Yankees fan, they still gonna be like, oh, okay, they you know, right. they still a little happy. They're not you gonna raise their hand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of like they brought that back. Um and with the team that they have right now, man, it really brings a lot of excitement to the East Coast because now you have more of a hope that you know that that the title it will continue to come back to the east. Because you have the Lakers, you have Portland, you have Golden State in the West. Clippers, uh, yeah. You know, you got Clippers that, you know, those are teams that they 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 really, you know, they they always, every year, they have the the ammunition and the strength to win, to win championships. Mm. You know, but they're not able to do it because they always have a stronger team like the Lakers or, you know, all the teams that actually are able Warriors, to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Now let me. You were you played with the Wizards for a bit. I, it was when Michael Jordan was the owner, correct? Yeah. Did he ever like come down practice with the team, oh, or yeah. did he? Oh, like, he yeah. would just come down, put the put the shorts and the Jordans on, and go to work. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. He did plenty of time. There was a lot of time where he needed to come down and show certain things that <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, he needed to come and you know um, we we had a lot of young guys there, and you know as as some of the young guys. You know, continue to learn the game. There's a lot of things that you know you, you learn from, from from your older guys, from your you know from your OGs, yeah. and that's that's the reason why you know a lot of these play, a lot of these teams, they like to keep some of these older players, but they professional. They have been doing the grind work. You know, they don't bring you problems. 
they're right. good leaders in the locker room because, you know, a lot of these younger guys, they, they need that kind of discipline. You know, yeah. if you don't have that, you lose, you lose the steam. You, you, lose, you, lose, you lose the essence because of the glamorous life that you have in the NBA. You know, now you have money, now you have cars, now you have more notoriety. You know what I'm saying? You are well-known everywhere you go. So, you know, the first few years, that can just go straight up to your top. You know, okay. and when you have somebody that can keep you grounded, it helps you to stay more years in the league. Um, and it helps you to define your career a lot smoother than just trying to do it on your own. Mm. See, I won't keep you too long. I think we've got a couple of questions uh, okay. from our viewers. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. First one is from Ferkins. My man, Bert Ferkins, says, how does Felipe think he paved the way for Dominican players uh, like Horford, Al Horford, and Cat Carl Anthony Towns? Well, that's a good question, man. Uh, thank you, Herb, for asking it. Um, you know, I think that there was a time in my basketball career, especially in New York City, mm. you know, fighting through being recognized every single every single game. It was like a fight for me to be recognized because I wasn't able to speak the language. Right. So, you know, I, I wanted to be recognized. I wanted to be loved, especially, you know, playing in the hard top of New York City. You playing against, you know, Ali Moore, Kareem, Kareem, Terminator, you know, uh legends, yeah. You know, some of the legends. You know, legends. So you want to be, you know, recognized. So I think that that whole thought process of being Dominican and always being confused as a baseball player, it kind of mm. pushed me a little bit to be like, man, man, I don't play baseball, I play right. basketball. <laughs> right. you know? So it was great because, uh, you know, I, I had a, you know, I had a, a great high school career. I ended up being the number one player in the whole nation, mm. uh, you know, over Allen Iverson at that time, you know, he had his problem his senior year mm. and we ended up winning the city and the state. Being in the cover of Sports Illustrated, so it changed a little bit. You know, it, it kind of gave a lot of the young Dominicans, not just in, in New York City, but around around the country here, it kind of like hope, like, oh man, like, you know, this is Dominican and you know, he, he's he okay. He are, he, right. he's pretty good. You know, yeah. and and the simple fact that I always used to come back to the country and I would run clinic all around the country. You know, so I think that motivates it motivates guys to to want to not just follow the path, but make it wider, you know, mm -hmm. make it smoother. And that's yeah. what those guys have been able to do. You know, I had, a, I had to go and knock down a lot of wall in yeah. order for those guys to be able to come behind me and make the whole thing better. Yeah. So I'm proud of the work that I was able to do because it couldn't be another better person to do it. But I'm even prouder of the work that they have been able to do because they have made everything a lot easier for everybody else. Mm. I think got a, another question here. Uh, Dro does work. Says, who are some of the best players Felipe went up against growing up in uh, New York City? That's crazy. I was just thinking about that earlier. <laughs> Kareem Reed, Ali Mo, Ali Mo, uh, half man, half amazing. Wally Dixon, and this is guys that you know, like Booger from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I played with Stephon Marbury. And this is not like NBA guys. This is guys yeah. that you got to go ball guys. and you're not playing for no fame or anything. You're just playing so, you know, so you can get respect. You know, Conrad McRae, uh, Jerry Ice, uh, the teacher, they were mm -hmm. just, and I played for Gaucho. So, you know, I think that kind of 
Gauchos really helped me to mold my game, to make it more like, you know, make it more competitive when I step in the basketball court. Right. And, you know, it, it was a pleasure to be part of the whole community because at the end of the day, I sit here and I'm mentioning a lot of those things. They are brother of mine. Hmm. You know, we become brothers because of the struggle and the game that we played and the love and the passion. But most important, what we, what we were able to bring to the fans. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Any more questions? If not, we've got one more we like to ask. All our legends. We're putting together our, our, our second part of our legends playlist. So any type, what kind of music are you listening to these days? Either around the house or in the yard when you're getting together, in the car, whatever. What are you listening to these days? Merengue, bachata, salsa, rap, hip hop, um, pole, you know, you rap everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. But, you know, I'm in the yard right now. So any, any radio station that you tune in is going to be bachata, merengue, salsa. You know, in 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 in, in dembo, reggaeton. Okay, so the upbeat stuff, the the dance music. Hey, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Okay, we'll uh, we'll throw a couple of dance songs on the on the playlist. Uh, that'll be the the Dominican touch. Oh, you for sure. And I tell you what, once you put it, there's gonna be a lot of people on the dance floor. Oh, absolutely. Oh, love- uh, yeah. They 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 love that they love that beat, man. They love it. Everybody does. Yes, sir. All right, Felipe, we won't hold you too much longer. Thank you so much for joining us, man. And thank you for the, the good work you've been doing uh, and continue doing in your country, in this country, and around the world. Thank you. Thank you, Thrill, man. I just want to send a, a huge shout-out to other legends, man. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, you know, I just want to say thank you, man, because I remember being a young guy and, and watching NBA games on, on tape. Mm. I know a lot of the millennials, they don't know what's uh, the BHI <laughs> thing. They don't know what that is. But, you know, I remember watching a lot of those games, man. And, you know, I, I was uh, I, I was a, a, a fan of, of the 86 and Lakers and Boston and the Philadelphia 76ers and the Houston Rockets, you know, and the and the, the, the Seattle, uh, the Seattle Sonics. And, Sonics. Mm. Yeah. So. You know, every time I see some of those legends, man, I, I, when, when I say hello to them, I just don't say hello, man. I, I, I like to give them all the respect that they are due because they paved the way for every single NBA player that played today. Then, even though they, they struggle was a lot harder than some of the newer guys, mm. and, and, the, and, and the pay is a lot better these days, yeah. they still paid it with their blood and tear to make this game what it is today. Then, you know, they should be proud of everything that they did uh, because today I can say I'm an NBA player because I was motivated for so many of those legends, man. And, and once again, I, I I wish that God continue to bless them to to give them many, many years and health so they can continue to see this gain and the growth uh, of, of everything that they have done in their career. So, you know, that's, that's, that's my love right there. Absolutely. We're wishing the, the, the same to you and same for you. Again, thank you for the good work you're doing. Thank you for thank joining you, us. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Yes, sir. The Dominican dream. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Yo, Felipe. Thank you, Thanks, man. All right. That'll do it for this week's Legends Live. As you know, we've got new episodes live every Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central on the NBA Alumni Twitter 
Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I'd like to remind viewers, you can watch replays of any episode at legendsofbasketball.com slash legends live. And you can catch the audio replay to any of our conversations by searching for Legend Studio wherever you get your podcast. I'd like to say again, say thank you to Felipe for joining us. Thank you to Bridget and Julio behind the scenes. And we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you.